Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad you are here to join with me today. Mmm, coffee is so good. (laughs) Especially this, I'm trying this new coffee that I got. I may have tried it on Friday. I'm not sure if I did or not. It's a super dark roast. It was actually part of a... um, um, it was on sale down at Rural King, and it's uh, 50% of the wholesale profits uh, goes to, uh, I think it was St. Jude's Hospital. Uh, but anyway, it's a dark roast. So today I put in some of my wife's uh, creamer that is chocolate mint. Ooh, that is so good. <laughs> well, hey, welcome to today. It's a Monday morning, and it is the, let's see, 14, 15, it's the 17th of February, and uh, uh, 2020, and I hope you're having a, a good start to your week. Uh, I have the day off. It is, um, as a federal holiday, it is Washington's birthday. But for most other people, they simply refer to it as President's Day. But we follow legislation, so I celebrate the first president's birthday. (laughs) But anyway, um, I'm not going to be doing things quite like I planned to do today. I mean, it was going to be a few projects, but uh, I wound up discovering something last night. We... um, Actually, before I get into that, we're having a little excitement out here on the farm because it was looking yesterday that one of our uh, goats uh, uh, was getting ready to kid. And last year, she had uh, twins, and we weren't going to breed her for this year, give her a year off, but she decided to jump fences and... uh, (laughs) Well, then she got pregnant. So anyway, um, she was showing signs that, oh, wow, you know, this could be happening yesterday. And then some of those signs started dissipating. So we've got her set up in a a separate pen inside the machine shed, a little birthing stall. And uh, so we're kind of keeping track of of her yesterday and today. Uh, My wife, she went out last night late and uh, didn't wake me up. So I'm assuming that there's been no change, but I'll be going out there pretty soon. So that's a little bit of fun excitement. Well, last night when I was getting uh, that goat some water and getting her moved over into the machine shed, when I walked past the house, the old farmhouse, I heard the sound of rushing water. And it's like, oh, crap, I know what this sound is. And I'm just glad that I brought the farmhouse keys because I normally don't carry them. (sighs) And I had a broken water line underneath the kitchen sink and the kitchen floor was flooded. So got the water turned off to the the whole farmstead part. And... uh, it's an old farmhouse, and it has kind of a hole in the floor that just goes down into the basement. And the water was, or not the basement, the uh, crawl space. And so the water was just flowing down there, and uh, uh, and so most of that water was going out, and it wasn't just keep building up and building up in the house. Although uh, there was quite a little reservoir in the kitchen, so. 
Rather than doing what I thought I was going to be doing today, uh, when I'm done with the podcast, I'll be getting dressed, checking on the goat, figuring out what parts I need, and making a road trip to Menards, and then being very frustrated as I try to uh, fix it. What I think happened, and I'm going to blame myself for it, is uh, that uh, that one pipe froze. And uh, in doing so, it broke the plastic of the valve that normally would not happen. But uh, the last time I had this happen was when we had some really frigid weather about five, six years ago. And... I'm sitting here going, but we haven't had it bad. And then my wife reminded me that last week we had it down to zero. And with that hole underneath, and if I had the cabinet doors closed, which I did, well, what results? The uh, It gets cold under there and it froze. And then when it finally thawed, boom, here it was. So... If I had kept the closet, uh, the cabinet doors open, and I had also turned back the heat. Now it was, it wasn't, you know, I don't think it got extremely cold in other parts because we didn't have more breaks. But you know, I turned down the heat a little bit more just to kind of save uh, fuel cost. And well, it's come to bite me in the butt. So I'm not overly happy, but. I don't really have anybody else I can blame. I just have a big project. You know, it's a little bit, you know, kind of like, you know, you reap what you sow. Um, I was trying to save save money and, it, and, and I kind of ignored uh, what the weather was and boom, there it was. You know, and that kind of, ties in with what I want to talk about today. It actually stems from uh, church yesterday and the sermon. And, you know, I've been kind of thinking about that particular topic. So I'm going to get just a little little biblical on you here, but it's, it's, it's stuff that we see also. You know, some people call it karma. Some people call it, you know, you know uh, what goes around comes around. Uh, other people call it you reap what you sow. And if we go with you reap what you sow, it is kind of the, uh, I, I talk about this this concept all the time in counseling. Uh, what if, you know, if you're going to, if you want to raise, you know, corn, what do you need to plant? Corn. If you want to raise beans, what do you have to plant? Beans. You know, I'll, I'll tell people, you know, if you want to have happiness, what do you need to plant? <laughs> and one person said, Happy seeds? And it's like, exactly. What are things that make you happy? And those are things you need to be doing. When you do things that make you happy, guess what? You can start feeling more happiness in your life. If your thoughts are aligned with that, guess what happens? Now, that doesn't mean bad things don't happen in your life, but how you interpret it has a lot to do with what your thinking is. Uh, what your your belief patterns are. So what I want to do is I'm going to pull up this part, this Bible verse, and and kind of talk about the idea of reaping what you sow. Uh, now, 
As far as uh, the verses that I'm going to be covering, it's actually in the New Testament, and it is a uh, letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the uh, church in Galatia. Uh, there in, um, I think, is Galatia in Greece, or is it in what's now Turkey? I think it's what's in Turkey, but I could be wrong. Anyway, we're looking at in, the, in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 19. And so it's, it's talking about what do we sow? When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. All right, let's stop there. If you have struggles in your life, if you find yourself, you know, kind of like walking down the same sidewalk and falling in the same hole over and over again, take a look at that list. Is there anything from that list that's kind of jumping out at you? You know, uh, there's, there's patterns that we do that are not helpful. There's patterns that we do where maybe we excuse it when somebody's aggravated by and say, well, hey, that's just me. You're going to have to deal with it. You know, it's not my problem. That's your problem. Well, guess what? Those kinds of things lead to a harvest. You plant these seeds, you get a harvest. If you plant drunkenness, don't be surprised if, if the harvest is a DUI or your family leaving you or, you know, bad things taking place. You know, if, you know, if, if uh, you plant selfish ambitions where everything has to be about you, don't be surprised if friends leave you because they're tired of it always being about you. If you, if you have outburst of anger and say, well, it's the other person's fault. They made me mad and everybody makes me mad. Well, don't be surprised if people avoid because they don't want to be around the volatile outburst. So when you, when you think about reaping what you sow, think about what you're doing. Think about what you're thinking. Think about how that is out there. Well, this doesn't hurt anybody but me. Bullpucky. I don't buy that. So let's look a little bit further down. What are other things that we can plant? So starting at verse 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. In other words, when you're following God, when you're following what, you know, he is you know, his will for your life uh, produces this, let's see, da, 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 produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
There is no law against these things. I like that last part. There's no law against these things. I mean, where did you find, you know, you know, in, in legal statutes, you know, do not love each other. Do not be kind. Don't practice faithfulness. You know, these are all good traits. I don't care who you are, what country, what religion, you know, those are all desirable traits. So how do you get that kind of a harvest? You got to practice it. So if you practice love, you practice love, selfless love, loving somebody not because of what they do, but just simply because of who they are. What do you think the harvest is in your life and in your interaction with others? What if you pursue peace rather than up above where it was talking about hostility? Yeah. You find more of it. You may encounter other people that are embracing hostility, but that's not you. At least you're not taking it home with you. You're not, you know, having it with you on your car ride. You're you're when you're by yourself, you're you're having a sense of peace. Patience. Wow, when you practice patience, all of a sudden you realize not everybody is at the same place in life as you. Some people are a little farther ahead. Some people are a little farther behind. And when you practice patience, it makes it easier to deal with people that are different from you. See, our expectations of others, if, they're, if we're having problems with it, well, how well do we practice patience? Kindness, goodness, gentleness. You've heard me talk about this on other podcasts. Self-control. If you practice self-control in all areas of your life, or heck, just pick one area of your life. If you practice self-control, does it make that, that area worse or better? You know, if financially you're struggling and you practice self-control and you're not buying things impulsively, then guess what? You may have more for the things that are really important. When we practice, or let me just say this, when we think about the fruits that we're sowing and make wise choices, life will be better. I'm not saying perfect. I'm not saying bad things don't happen, but life will be better. You know, how many of you are kind of like in sync and in line what God would have for you regarding your physical health? Well, let me ask you, what are the seeds that you are sowing regarding your physical health? Are you eating things that your body, you know, is is designed to to have? Are you, uh, you know, being physically active in the way that it needs to be? You know, how many medical problems are truly lifestyle problems? I was talking with a friend of mine who happens to be a a very well-respected oncologist, and we were talking about colon cancer. Well, what I found interesting was his observations that much of colon cancer is related to eating habits. It's related to eating habits. Not all, but a lot of it is. You know, hypertension, we've got lots of people with high blood pressure. 
How many of it is related, how much of it is related purely to eating habits, to overweight, to being out of shape, to, you know, consuming too much salt or other kinds of chemicals? You reap what you sow. How many of you, you know, binge eat on, or binge drink on uh, sodas? You know, you stop and get, a, you know, uh, gas at the gas station and, ooh, they got that sale, 99 cents for a 44-ounce soda. And you drink it all <laughs> before you get to your next stop. And this is, a, and this is not a, a special treat. This is an ongoing habit. Well, guess what? You reap what you sow. Why do we have such a huge uh, amount of people in our country that clearly meet the criteria of obesity? How many have type 2 diabetes because of health habits? You reap what you sow. So what my suggestion is for you today, and for me today, for all of us, is let's take a look at the seeds that we're sowing in our daily lives. Let's look at the seeds and decide, is this good seed or bad seed? You know, back in the day, uh, before we had all the Roundup Ready uh, crops, when it came to soybeans, my dad would save some of the soybeans from his harvest and put it into a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a wagon. He had a, a box wagon, and he would store it over winter in one of our barns. And he would, you know, just leave it there. And then in the spring, when it was close to planting time, he would take that out, and there used to be a neighbor who had uh, a facility for sorting the seed, cleaning the seed. You see, when he harvested, there were also weeds out in the field. And those weeds, they would, you know, produce seeds just like the soybeans. And I remember as a kid, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, I would play in the uh, uh, gravity wagons uh, out in the field whenever dad was harvesting. And I noticed all the different seeds, lots of cuckleburrs, because they would always stick to my clothes and I'd play with them, uh, but other kinds of weed seeds. And they all got harvested together. Well, when it came to the spring and dad was going to do planting, did he want to plant weed seed with the soybean seeds? No. He took it to this neighbor who had the cleaning facility and he would clean the seeds. In other words, all the weed seed was, was removed. So what dad was actually putting in the planter boxes to go out in the fields and plant the soybeans the next year, they were all clean soybeans. No weeds. Maybe we need to do some cleaning of our own seeds, cleaning of our own actions. You got weed seeds that you keep planting day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Yet you you complain or you gripe or you bitch about it. Well, <laughs> maybe you need to do like dad. Maybe you need to clean the seed. Maybe you need to think about, 
I'm going to be reaping what I sow. Do I really want to sow that? Well, I don't know how to get rid of it. Then seek some help. Get some help. Make some life choices. Practice new habits. Do the different things that will help you remove that. Now, that doesn't mean all the problems disappear immediately. Because guess what? You've been sowing for a while, haven't you? (laughs) Yeah. Just because you change a habit today, and even if it's a permanent change, does not mean that you're not still going to have some harvest coming in. So you're going to have to deal with it. We all will. There's different kinds of problems, different kinds of sins in our lives, different bad choices. And we're going to have to deal with those, but we don't have to keep planting the bad seed. So think about that. Think about reaping what you sow. All right, that's it for today. I hope this has been helpful, and you guys have a great day. I'm going to get changed (laughs) and start fixing some of the bad seed uh, underneath the sink. All righty, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye.